as a course creator, distinguishing between two is, is important, just being aware of that and then seeing where you can kind of like shift if you're spending a lot of time just maintaining kind of like in your areas, how can you kind of like outsource or delegate some of that so you can really focus on the important projects that will kind of like launch your course business or like to the next level. Hey, so I'm here with uh, Julia, who is the head of marketing at uh, Forte Labs, helping people build a, a second brain, which we'll get into in a second. And she is a master course creator, course operator, course seller. Yeah, we'll get into all of it in the interview, I'm sure. But Julia, welcome to the Courses and Funnels podcast. Thanks so much, Lucas. Great to be here. Awesome. Cool, cool to have you. So maybe, I know a little bit of background here, but maybe give people like a rundown kind of of, you know, what you do, who you are, the kind of journey involving digital products and online courses uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I started in uh, working in the online course world around 2020, <laughs> just when COVID hit. Uh, I had quit my nine to five job. I was looking for something that I can do remotely. And I started as a freelance copywriter and I took a bunch of online courses to just kind of like get started in that new career and, and to learn. So that's how I discovered like the, the power of online learning really, and also the power of online community. And the, the course that impacted me the most was uh, Building a Second Brain by Tiago Forte. So I always stayed in, in kind of like in touch with the community. I returned as a, as a mentor. And when they opened a position for looking for someone to help with marketing, I I jumped on it <laughs> and I got the, I got the job. And for now over two years, about, yeah, about two years, I've been with Forte Labs and now I take care of really everything marketing. I lead our YouTube team where we grow our channel, which currently just reached 200,000 subscribers. That was wow, a great, congratulations. Uh, great Huge. Thank you. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Cool. And our blog. So our kind of like mm -hmm. content, content efforts. And then our, our product launches, I'm very much involved in those and partnerships uh, that we do as well. So yeah, everything, wow. we're, a small, okay. we're a small team, so I, yeah. I wear well, a lot okay. of hats. Wow, we're, we're going to have a, uh, a huge interview. There's a lot of stuff there. So, so for people that, that don't know, people listening may not know who Forte Labs are, give them a rundown of kind of, you know, who they are, what they do, what the products are that they, that they built. Yeah, so we help people build a personal system for knowledgement for themselves. Basically, a system that can deal with the information overwhelm that we're all dealing with. We all have a ton of information coming at us every day, every second. So how do we make how do we make sense of it? How do we yeah. capture it in a way that we keep the most important things? Then how can we organize that information in a way so we can find what we need when we need it? Cool. And how can we then have like dis distill and find uh, the best pieces of it and then express it in a way that's useful and brings our careers and work forward? So awesome. that's uh, kind of like building a second brain in a nutshell. So it all started with a cohort-based course. Mm -hmm. We're actually just running the 19th cohort. It's uh, it's it started it started this Monday. It's also going to be the very last cohort that we are running. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> and yeah. it evolves also into a self-paced, a shorter self-paced course version um, of the same mm -hmm. content that is always mm -hmm. available. Then cool. uh, Tiago wrote a book 
called Building a mm. Second Brain that came yeah. out uh, last year in June and has mm. been become a Wall Street Journal bestseller. Cool. And most recently, we also launched a, a second book based on one of the methodologies that's mentioned in Building a Second Brain called the Power Method. So that came out in, in August. And Love yeah, we're, we're, just, we're just getting wow. started. Like also just on Black started. Friday this year, we're planning to launch uh, our next product. So Okay, excited. cool. Well, okay, there's going to be so much good stuff. So, so let's dive into it uh, quickly. Take a step back, outline the kind of current suite of, of, of info products that you have. So you have a book on the front end. What's the price point there? What's the price point of the kind of the, the highest ticket uh, cohort? What's the middle one? Give me kind of like a rundown of that, you know, kind of a product ladder. Oh, absolutely. So the book is a mm. traditionally published book. That means we don't really have a, a say on the pricing. <laughs> so yeah. it's, but that means also it's available everywhere. Books are sold online in all the formats in mm. hardcover, paperback, ebook, audiobook. It's so, it's all there. Mm. Yeah, those are the books. Mm. And let's say our lowest priced lowest priced product. And the next product would be our self-paced course. It's priced at $4.99 US dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's a, yeah, as I said, self-paced course with kind of like six modules. It's cool. pretty short. You can watch it in about two hours because we really condense the content down to the, just the most important, uh, most Good. important things. Because yeah. cool. we value people's time and don't want to give yeah. them just more yeah. information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's enough information out there for sure. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then there's a cohort which mm-hmm. is at a 999 US dollar price point. Cool. But yeah, as I said, we're running the very last one right now. And wow. we're actually planning to launch a, a, a different a different product in spring next year. That's going to be cool. a different okay. experience. <laughs> interesting. Sounds interesting. So, okay. okay. So there's the, the book, the, the 499, and then the 999. You mentioned you have kind of like 19 or, or is it 17 of these cohorts over the last kind of few years. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and how many, like, for example, in this last one, how, how big are the cohorts? How many people are in this current one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the current one, we have about 250 new students have uh, have joined us. A lot of alumni are, are coming <laughs> back to, to take Damn. this last cohort as well. <laughs> wow. Okay, so, so, so 200 students at a, a 999 price point. That's pretty crazy for a cohort. That's like 200K for, for um, a single cohort. That's incredible. So... I want to dive into the you know to the specifics of of how we're doing this. So obviously the podcast is called Courses and Funnels. People want to launch online courses. They have existing ones that they want to sell. Tell me a little bit about the different channels and the different marketing approaches to each of these different products. What does the kind of add to, to product customer journey look like? High mm-hmm. level. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, we've always just basically relied on organic organic marketing. We've never done any paid ads (laughs) up until now, (laughs) which might might be surprising for for many, but it's been all organic and it's largely due to um, Tiago's blog, which he started Mm -hmm. um, over 10 years ago, which has a ton of valuable content on there. And then he Mm -hmm. really grew that organically by publishing Mm -hmm. every week. Um, And that eventually kind of like took off and and helped grow uh, grow his audience. So the blog kind of like is, is all where, where it started. We get a lot of organic traffic to it through like SEO. 
And on the blog we have, and on our website, we have several lead magnets, <laughs> like little, like freebies, little mm-hmm. downloads that cool. uh, that we give people and that are mostly kind of like the entry points into our funnel. The most yeah. uh, successful one, or the one that's, mm-hmm. I think, driving kind of like the most leads is our Second Brain Quick Start Guide. Cool. It's a six-day free email course that introduces people to kind of like the very kind of like the very basics of the building a second brain methodology. So good. It's such a smart and idea. The second brain, like the hook, the positioning of it, like it's absolutely genius. So yeah, it's so surprised you guys are killing it. Yeah. Yeah. And so as a kind of like a natural follow up to that mm. to that email sequence. So if someone kind of like gets kind of like the gist of what building a second brain is and how it can help them in their life, then kind of like the very next step is that we're introducing them to the self-paced course and saying like, hey, if you want to kind of like take the next step, then you can take the take the self-paced course. And as a doubt sell, that's always like, hey, this is also available, also available as a book. Love it. Love it. Cool. So so it's really a lot of kind of organic traffic from the blog, like you said, and now you say, you know, social media as well. I want to stay on marketing for a little bit. You've kind of done all these channels. I know you've worked on um, courses kind of as a consultant copy outside of Forte Labs as well. If someone was kind of starting out either in the process of creating their course or maybe they have one and they want to generate sales from it, what, like, what, what would you say the, the best channel is for them to, to get started on to generate mm. sales? I know it's hard and it depends, but yeah, you've had to pick one and, and you're starting from scratch. What, what do you pick? Yeah, great question. Um, I would probably pick the channel that most aligns with um, kind, of like the, kind of like the natural way of expression of the mm. course creator. For example, mm. some people are just naturally drawn to writing. They mm. they like to write and it comes more comes more easily to them. I know writing mm. is always hard, but <laughs> for some it's yeah. easier than, yeah. than others. Um, so if you're expressing yourself, if you love expressing yourself through writing, then starting a blog might just be the right approach. And especially you can now also start blogs like directly on social platforms like LinkedIn, which support also kind of like more long form mm-hmm. content now. And that's where you can get your content directly in front of the people who might be like really mm. interested in the topics that you have to say. But if you're more someone who likes more, who is more comfortable just talking and mm. likes to be on video or even on video, yeah, then you could start like a podcast or YouTube channel or like, I think the bars can be quite low now because also starting mm. a YouTube channel seems now it's, it's quite a high uh, bar to reach, right? Because the quality is so high on most YouTube channels right now. But like you could even start with YouTube shorts or TikTok basically, which mm. are just one short one minute videos where you can share your share your expertise that way. So I think in, in every in every mode of expression there is the the barrier to entry has been lowered quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So you don't have mm-hmm. to directly start a massive blog, you can start posting on social mm-hmm. media this. You could do like a step a step at a yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And obviously with the barrier solo, people would ask, you know. There's so many competition out there. There's so much competition out there. There's so many other channels, whether it's LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever it is. Based on the content that you've worked, if someone wants to sell an online course, how would you approach this kind of like organic content play? What kind of content would you be posting to kind of get leads in, get customers for any kind of digital product or offering? Yeah, I would basically post what's going to be what's going to be in your course. There's not really mm. a reason to hold anything back. Like mm-hmm. put everything out there because ultimately courses are not so much anymore for like discovering information, 
although they put information in kind of like a structured a structured way. Yes. Right? Yeah. Whereas in social media or on a blog, they're just kind of like free-floating and someone it's, has to yeah, kind of like wade through it and find their own structure, mm -hmm. whereas mm -hmm. courses mm -hmm. put it like in a step-by-step -step matter. Yeah. But yeah. courses are even more important because of the kind of like the, the accountability and like mm -hmm. you put some money on the line, right? Because you're, yeah. you're paying for the course. So you're telling yourself, okay, I paid money for this. Now I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this seriously Definitely. and I'm Definitely. going to improve in that one thing. That's why people really take courses. So the content can be, can be out there, right? Interesting. Yeah. What you said was really interesting because like we're doing this more and more now, but we try and do this with a lot of the clients that we work with. We're like, and I, I'm pretty sure you do this with the kind of the, the second brain, but we're not positioning as a course, even though part of it is video lessons. It is very much like a system and a process and almost like, like you said, like a collection of information put into steps where instead of, um, you know, going to YouTube for free, looking at 30 different videos and tutorials and being confused, it's like, just do this and then just do this. You're very much shortening the kind mm -hmm. of learning and condensing it. So I I'm curious, how did you, I don't know if the product was, was already there before you started, but in terms of positioning these products and coming up with the hook or the angle, um, how do you think about that? How do you approach it? Because like, I'll, I'll, I'll give context. A lot of people... And our audience, even people that, that that come to us with course ideas, it's it's almost like five ideas in one, and it's not mm. very very crystallized. Sometimes it's it's generic, or it's like how to lose weight or how to you know gr grow a business with marketing um, versus something very specific like second brain. How do you kind of come up with like positioning ideas, names, hooks, kind of like of the product to make it seem new and interesting? I'm curious. Yeah, I, I have some I have some thoughts on that. I think yeah. a course creator could take almost like kind of like two roads here, two different two different roads. Mm -hmm. So the first option is uh, is what Thiago did. He basically kind of like invented its own thing, <laughs> like a second yeah. brain. The second brain yeah. wasn't a thing <laughs> yeah. until very until mm -hmm. very recently, and it's not only now because of much of his efforts that it's becoming more kind of like a mainstream accepted term. So he had to do like a lot of work to explain people. What is a second brain? What is personal knowledge mm -hmm. management? Like it wasn't, mm -hmm. it just wasn't a thing. So there was mm -hmm. a lot of more like activation energy needed. But now that he has done that upfront work, he we have almost like a bit of a little bit of a kind of like monopoly, where it's like, oh, yeah, we're known like for a category. The second brain guy, right? Mm -hmm. Interesting. <laughs> category yeah. of its own. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in the other approach is that you could very much just take a take already something that's very well known let's say like writing online there's mm -hmm. courses like ship 30 for 30 or mm -hmm. rite of passage and they help people write online so everyone understands already kind of like what that means right so there's much a, a much lower effort needed to kind of like get that off the ground because there's lower education needed people yeah. okay i want to write online mm -hmm. yes that mm -hmm. i know what that what that is i'm already kind of like almost half convinced why i need that why i want that and then it's more about distinguishing the course as in like, I, we teach it this way and we teach it this way. This is our methodology. Mm. So those are kind of like the two ways I, I can see here. Yeah, yeah. So, so so let's break that down a little bit. The, the first way is if you're kind of teaching something that's new, you can give it its own kind of category where it's like, okay, you know, it's building a second brain or, um, you know, it could be some, you know, Whatever product right now where it's called like you know, the one breath meditation where it's like we're the only ones doing it and you can focus on that and then the, the other side you spoke about was if something is a little bit more simple to understand 
that the market is a little bit more sophisticated, you can kind of s- simplify it a little bit. Just tell me if you were going, launching a new product, how would you think about kind of the, you know, the positioning and the angle of it with these two examples? Yeah, I think in, in either way, I would, I would focus on still kind of like developing your own methodology and, mm-hmm. and naming it. Because yep. if you're like an, an an expert and you've been doing that, you've been doing that mm-hmm. for a while, and now you want to teach, yeah. like, you want to teach it to more people. You have mm-hmm. your own way of how you do this, right? How yeah. you approach that topic. Mm-hmm. It might mm-hmm. be like kind of like so ingrained in you that you don't necessarily even understand like how or how it works. Yeah. But you yeah. have to kind of like break it down mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. And you can like put a name to your own methodology, even if it's just like. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something super groundbreaking, but name it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Especially naming it do- does kind of create that that uniqueness, where it's like you know, you're the only one. If you're doing this, created this new system, mm-hmm. you can't get anywhere else, and you can kind of charge what you want. Okay, that's awesome. So I want to dive in a little bit into you mentioned before this call around the kind of like the operations and the I guess like a knowledge management side of of course creation, which like I haven't heard anyone talk about before. I think more people need to because the amount of you know course ideas people have, but no no structure to building it. So tell me a little bit about what you've been thinking about, what you've been doing when it relates to to that topic. Yeah, I think that's something that's really not discussed enough because mm. but project management is really something that that's how you get things done <laughs> ultimately, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that's how you launch a course. That's how you run the course. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to introduce or talk about a term here that I've learned from building a second brain that all the work you do can be basically categorized into two, one of two things. It's either projects you work on or areas you work on. Your projects are the things that they have a deadline and they have a concrete outcome that you want to to get. For example, you're launching this new course. At one point, you want to have to, you want to have this course launched and you want it to be out and available. That's your outcome. So those are your projects are kind of like your short term sprints. And then on the other side, you have your areas, which are the ongoing kind of like responsibilities you have to keep your business running and to promote your business. They don't really have an, an end point. They just keep going. And those are those are kind of like, that's like a, a marathon. Like areas are kind of like running a marathon because you have to keep at it. So for example, like I'm writing our weekly, our weekly newsletter. And that's something that's for the foreseeable future that's going to keep going. <laughs> Every week I'm going to have to write that. I'm going to have to write that newsletter. It's an area for me. So I think for course creators, it's important to see what are your projects and what are your areas and how much time are you spending on, on each? For mm-hmm. example, if all of your time is spent just on, on areas, you're just spending on just ongoing feeding your social media channels, kind of like the ongoing newsletter you're writing, kind of like just the ongoing kind of like just maintenance of your business. That's important stuff you have to do, but at the same time, those are not the things that eventually help you grow mm-hmm. <laughs> exponentially. Yeah. They might lead to some kind of like a steady, slow growth, but mm-hmm. to, to exponentially grow, you need concrete projects like launching mm-hmm. a new course, launching a new lead magnet, doing a collaboration mm-hmm. with another course creator, kind of like starting a podcast that eventually mm-hmm. then becomes an area. So I think as a course creator, Distinguishing between two is, is important, just being aware of that and then sh- seeing where you can kind of like shift if you're spending a lot of time just maintaining kind of like in your areas, 
how can you kind of like outsource or delegate some of that so you can really focus on the important projects that will kind of like launch your course business or like to the next level. That makes sense. So, so a lot of these people, and I see it as well, a lot of these like aspiring course creators are kind of doing the, you know, almost like the busy work where it's like, okay, you know, maybe they upload a story and they go and reply to a DM and then they kind of need to do some other stuff instead of, and they stay busy. And then six months later, you know, they still haven't launched their courses. So you're saying like differentiate between what's like kind of ongoing, what's like a one-off thing where if I just do this, it's going to have a potentially huge upside, mm-hmm. try and outsource or, or kind of you know streamline this as much as possible so, so you have time for the launches and the products and the kind of getting stuff done. Yeah, that's right. Nice. <laughs> nice. I got two questions because you said something really interesting there that I want to come back to. But the first thing is someone who has all this knowledge in their brain, right? Just just like Forte Labs, how they're kind of having a second brain. What's the best way from like a process perspective you've seen uh, course creators go through to be able to you know create like a great course content as quickly um, and as you know smoothly as possible without taking six months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the first thing I would say there is uh, is just give yourself a deadline to get kind of like the first uh, the first version out because the course will never be truly never will truly truly finished really. It's always it, it also should be always kind of like evolving and improving. And especially if you're just starting out, then also your the first version of your methodology that you put out is, is just the first version. You kind of have to test it as quickly as possible to see how it lands with, with your audience, kind of like where they're confused, where it has still kind of like a couple holes maybe that you kind of like need to shift around. Um, so just, yeah, get something out as quickly as you can and test it with, uh, with a couple of people. Uh, maybe just also just one on one on one, right? It doesn't have to be even like a hundred person cohort or anything like that. It just can be um, three or four people that you just run it by, and then you can kind of like take the next step from there and from there. That makes sense. You said something really interesting uh, in the previous passage around, I think, like partnering with the course creators as as one of those kind of like you know project tasks. Tell me about that as a strategy. If if one's launching a course or has an online course, how can they use partnerships to, to kind of you know, generate sales? Tell me about that. Yeah, I think partnerships are kind of like a great way to great way to grow together. For example, um, it could be in the form of um, guest lectures that you invite someone to teach a guest lecture that kind of like makes sense for your audience in your course. And you could do the same. You could offer to teach uh, a guest lectures and in other oh. people's courses or for other people's audiences and help them. Yeah. It's basically just create kind of like a win-win between you and, uh, and other creator where it benefits their audience, it benefits your audience and um, kind of like you can grow together that way. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I know, um, I'm sure you know Ty Lopez, who's like probably, you know, one of the goats of, of online courses, but he, he did that a lot, right? Like a, a lot of his online courses, he just brought experts in like, okay, you know, teach Instagram and if the guy teaches it, he sells the course and then, but you're still connected with that new instructor and their audience. So I think, I think that's an awesome tip. Like if someone has a course idea and they see someone else with an audience or another product with a similar target market, um, offer to, yeah, you know, free lesson, free live call with the community. That's really, really smart. That's really, really genius. What other kind of marketing tactics or sales tactics are you, are you seeing working for, for you guys? It's really mainly organic. I know you didn't do any paid advertising. 
Um, but in terms of kind of going into the specifics in terms of what that funnel looks like, so, you know, organic content from the blog or social media, wherever it comes from, is are they just going to a sales page? Are they going to like a VSL or a webinar? How are you kind of, you know, generating all these sales for the course? Yeah, we, we heavily rely on, rely on email marketing. So our okay. email list is really our main, our most important assets. And um, yeah. we invest a lot of time and effort into growing it and nurturing it. The main thing that we do with our email list is send our weekly newsletter. It has gone out now for a couple of years. I don't even know how long. <laughs> nice. Non-stop. Yeah. <laughs> I've been writing it uh, since the beginning of last year. I've been, cool. I've been writing the newsletter. And yeah, th that's how we kind of like nurture our audience on ongoingly. And then whenever we have a launch coming up, we send a dedicated launch email sequence that can Perfect. be something around like three to two weeks long uh, with emails mm -hmm. every other day that specifically focus on on that new product that we're we're launching. And the way we structure those email those launch email sequences are usually that we kind of like we start with talking about um, the opportunity, like what is kind of like what's happening in the world right now, like why is it important to pay attention to this, just highlighting, kind of like connecting with where people are at the moment, um, showing mm -hmm. them that we understand their, their struggles, uh, their frustrations and their, their problems, and then kind of like showing them like what the opportunity looks like, what is a different way um, of, approaching, of approaching that, and then kind of like slowly introducing them to the new product, to our methodology, and um, yeah. and then towards the end of the sequence, it gets more of like answering their most frequently asked questions, um, kind of like also showing them. So if you don't do anything right now, like if you kind of like keep stuck in this thing that you're in right now, like what consequences uh, does that have? Like why does it pay off to to do yeah. this right now, to invest in this right now? Yeah, I love it. And and. On that topic with the emails, what would you say the difference is like pros and cons of doing the cohort-based courses versus the kind of like evergreen self-serve um, versions? You've launched both. You've had like crazy success with both, I guess. Um, you know, what are the differences between the two? What are the pros and cons? How do you think about which one to do? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we've shifted. Um, yeah, Tiago started with a very much a cohort-based model, which very much relied on those launches. It was two times a year. And uh, this year we actually had four cohorts this year, so it meant kind of like four separate launches. But that also means there's a lot of pressure riding on those launches, right? Like if you're launching only two times a year, that means you have only two two chances to make kind of like all the revenue that you mm -hmm. need to sustain your to sustain your business. So that's quite risky as well. So yeah. that's why we started to diversifying and introduce a self-paced course that is always open and that people can enroll at at any time. And that kind of like kind of like flattens those big kind of like revenue cur curves and we're making, yeah, we're making sales yeah, every perfect, day, which perfect, is um, yeah. which is great to see. That's great. And and then big, huge spikes. I'd love to see your Stripe account during these launches, what the year looks like. It's probably, you know, obviously whatever you're kind of uh, willing it, um, and open to share, but how many how many kind of students ha have gone through the, the self-serve and the kind of like cohort, would you say, you know, over the last few years since, since you've been there, would you say? Yeah, I think in, in total we've had over over six thousand students so far. Damn, that's so. It, it'd be like like a multi kind of seven figure info product business, um, just just you know without paid ads. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's insane. Okay, so so you don't need paid ads to to think it's like a um a huge level of scale. 
That's awesome. You were saying as well how you're managing the YouTube channel and you got, you know, 200K for your YouTube channel. Obviously, that's a great, well, I assume that's a great source of traffic for your online courses and your info products. As marketing manager, how do you think about YouTube as a channel? If someone was thinking about kind of starting, how can they find success and, and start generating course sales through through YouTube? Yeah, YouTube has been a, a really great, great channel, great channel for us. So for for a long time, the channel was just kind of like that, that wasn't really focused on directly. Like Tiago would just post like an interview he did here and there, like a workshop yeah. he did here and there. And then about also like two years ago, we started taking YouTube more seriously by investing in kind of like a studio in, in Tiago's garage where we film there our YouTube videos mm-hmm. and just kind of like giving it actually like attention like we also had for the long time one person dedicated uh, to the channel from whom i have Mm -hmm. now taken it over if you want to make youtube work i think it has to be it has to become a a priority we've greatly benefited from um, ali abdal's part-time youtuber academy i think the course is uh, is a really great intro intro to to youtube and if someone wants to get started i think that's probably probably the best way because it really teaches you kind of like everything kind of like the nuts and balls that you need to know and to become also a part-time youtuber because it like being a full-time youtuber is i I don't think it's what our course creators want right (laughs) they want to they They don't want to be full-time youtubers we're actually working on a um on a similar product right now so we did a lot of market research with with ali so we're we're gonna kind of hit that market as well which should be interesting so kind of the the youtube organic nice okay so so it's just a matter of of doing it better doubling down getting good people in and kind of focusing on it yeah it it does yeah yeah, it does need it does need focus and um and like taking it seriously and then in terms of converting into into course sales um that means it's just about kind of like talking about your course as a part of your videos or giving that concrete call to action um at the end of it i think that's where the conversion can happen yeah, awesome. Well, I'm just looking at kind of 40 labs uh, again uh, at the info product suite there. Um, it looks amazing. So I guess as someone who's been building and, and kind of launching these products to someone who wants to create an online course and we has one and wants more sales, what advice would you give them? What tips to kind of you know, get them ahead and, and get them crushing as quickly as possible would you give? To generate most, more sales. Something that's worked for us or that's been kind of like a really interesting strategy is that we run um, a second brain summit every year, once a year. Interesting. So this is, yeah. So last year, basically a week long event where we invited other people, other creators from that space, other kind of like expert in personal knowledge and productivity. And we invited them for, for kind of like a week of a week of learning where each of them had a session where they would also teach something or we would do a Q&A with them. And that drove um, a ton of traffic, honestly, because also also all those creators that were speaking at our summit, they shared it with, with their email list and with their audiences, which then be- came back to us. So that was a, a big traffic driver that uh, caused a, quite an incredible spike <laughs> in, our yeah, email wow. list, in our email list growth. Yeah. And yeah, we did it. Uh, that was all for free. Uh, last year and this year we experimented with something something different where we kind of like condensed it down to a one-day summit and we actually also charged a fee for it uh, 29 29 dollars so it became its own almost like a its own launch its own kind of like revenue event revenue yeah 
that, that it generated. And that, I think, attracted more people that were already, that also were, were willing to put some skin in the game. They were willing to yeah. invest at least a little bit to, to learn more about this. And which then translated into like some good core sales for our launch that happened right after. Yeah. So, yeah. so in so launching a or organizing a sort of like a summit because not all kind of like topics or concepts like have a summit, right? <laughs> so you could yeah. be the first one to to wow. do something like that and bring all Damn, the people okay. in your space together. One last thing I'm I'm curious about, and we can chat on kind of anything you want as well is. What you said was really interesting about kind of, you know, the knowledge management operation side, you know, building the the super brain. And I almost feel like a lot of people that have IP and expertise, maybe they're running a business, maybe they're kind of, you know, really, re- re- really good at the job or they're running an agency with a specific set of skills, like Liam Neeson. Like, is there a way they can almost create their process or their IP or their way of doing things, document it, stop it and systematize it and then turn it into a course. Cause like I asked, like, cause one, one thing I'm finding is when I create stops like internally at the, at the agency, it, it ends up, I do it kind of for the team, but it ends up being, you know, valuable content that I can sell, right? Mm-hmm. Like stops, stop points, walkthroughs, you know, even thoughts. I'm curious around how people can, you know, document the IP and their processes to clean it up. And then, you know, even the idea of you know, potentially selling that or, or monetizing that because um, you, you know, you've already done the work uh, through your experience. So can you touch a little bit about that? that? I'm curious. I think that's a great opportunity because it's work you're, you're already doing, right? Mm-hmm. If you're very good at kind of like documenting what you do internally um, and your team basically, you're, benefits from it like why not put it out there and help help other people with that and i guess those type of things kind of like those kind of like templates or sops standard operating procedures they don't even have to be sold as like a course it could also be sold as kind of like standalone um kind of like standalone products and and templates that can be available on on evergreen Mm. and i think those are really great things to kind of like diversify also like a, a course business where the course is, is one product, but then you also have kind of like those templates or, or yeah. walkthroughs yeah. that can be purchased because you want to hit almost like different price points, right? With your audience, like the, the course could be the, the premium offer, but the, the introductory offer could be something like a, a, a template. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And we're seeing that a lot now as well. Like a lot of the biggest spenders um, that we see end up having kind of like a kind of $47 or something low ticket front end and end up selling like a 7, 14, 20K package on the back end. And, you know, they get people at different kind of stages in the journey and it's kind of just kind of, you know, moving them up, adding more value, getting them to level two and then, you know, delivering more value. So uh, I, I think that that kind of product suite and diversifying is really smart. This was great. I learned a, a ton what you guys are doing at, at Forte Labs, you know, multi seven figures but without any ads is absolutely insane. Is there anything else, kind of like any ideas or, or thoughts that, that you want to share um, to aspiring course creators or any kind of, you know, parting wisdom uh, you want to give to us? Yeah, parting wisdom. I think I would say just get started because it's just so, so easy to put this off. Um, I've also seen that with myself. I have a lot of kind of like project yeah. on the back burner. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll, I'll get to this uh-huh. eventually. I'll, I have enough yeah. time for it. But uh, yeah, time is never really... Uh, the thing you'll never really have enough time <laughs> for something, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of like you either yeah. make it a priority or not. 
And it, it can be as something as little as working 30 minutes a day on that, on that one thing. And if you do that consistently, then eventually you will be at a state where you can, okay, I'm going to publish this. I'm going to, I'm going to get that, cool. get that out the door. Yeah. 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 Nice. On that point, promise is the last question. So if, if someone has an idea for a course, maybe an outline from your perspective and your experience, what's like the, the quickest way to shoot it? Cause obviously you can rent like a freaking film crew, have three cameras, masterclass style. You can do voiceover. What kind of tools and tech stack and approach do you think is, is the best for someone to actually get their course live? I think for the very first iteration, um, I would recommend just mm-hmm. teaching it live because um, then you get kind of like that real time, that real time feedback mm-hmm. that you need to um, to kind of like refine your methodology, refine yeah. your approach and to see if it like, do people really get what you're teaching? Do they understand it? Uh, what questions yeah. do they have? So the quickest mm-hmm. way to get started is um, like do, sign up for, for Luma. It's, it's free and uh, mm-hmm. get your event basically launch it as a, it's a live event, uh, put it out on, cool. on Zoom uh, with a Luma landing page and share that on social media and ask people, even DM people to, to sign up, invite them to, to that yeah. event. You can call it a workshop, a masterclass, a webinar, whatever mm. you want. <laughs> Could be like 45 yeah. minutes, yeah. an hour. Some, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah you yeah. just go ahead and, and, and teach you live and see what happens. Cool. Awesome. Love it. Well, Julia, thank you so much for, for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. a ton of wisdom uh, shared. Where can people find you, learn more about you, etc.? <laughs> yeah. So thanks. Uh, thanks, Lucas. Yeah. I started a website called coursecreatorlab.co. So that's where, that's basically the blog where I write about what I'm learning at, at Forte Labs about marketing and running uh, online courses. So all that content is there. And that's where you will cool. also find a little button to sign up to my newsletter. Love it. Awesome. Well, yeah, everyone listening, go and sign up for, for Julia's newsletter. Uh, we'll see you at the Courses and Funnels Summit in sometime in 2024, where, where Julia can be the headliner and I can be the DJ. And yeah, uh, we'll see you in at the summit. And yeah, but all just side, Julia, thank you so much for coming on. Ton of value. We really, really appreciate your time. And everyone listening, go and check out uh, Julia's stuff and Forte Labs. Thanks for having me.